0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of A Yank and a Swede, a Premier League podcast. I'm your Swede, Sebastian Orton. With me, your Yank, Elliot Niblock, And uh, we reached one of those boring international breaks now. But that yeah. also gives us some time to catch up here. Uh, it's been a while since the last episode. Um, but we will do our best to sort of gather our thoughts of what has gone on here the past, what, two weeks almost?
1: Yeah, nearly. There's been uh, a lot of upsets
0: in cup matches
1: and a uh, continued thrilling title race, which I know we're all happy about, even though the two teams involved are the arch rivals of your club, said.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, choosing between two evils, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. It's sort of... It it is what it is at this point. I've uh, I've slowly started to just accept the fact that, you know, one of them will win. Now it's just... Who do I think will be less obnoxious if they win?
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, probably City, right? Probably. But also, then you get the beginnings the rumblings of dynasty talk which nobody likes to hear among their rivals and of course everyone relishes for their own team
0: that is also very very true uh, let's dust off the old fa cup first before we get into the league uh, we had the quarterfinals here over the weekend watford knocked out crystal palace 2-1 win Man city came roaring back against swansea and took a 3-2 win we'll talk more about that game in depth wolves Took out United 2-1, to one, and then Brighton defeated Millwall on penalties. So, um, yeah, that Swansea-Man City game, Swansea, what a performance. I feel so bad for them for not going through.
1: Yeah, yeah, you really have to feel for them. I mean... Granted, they took the lead on a penalty, but nonetheless, doubling the lead inside of ten minutes. Boy, we talk frequently about you got to score when you're on top, and you've been buoyed by something like that. And you know, they certainly seized that opportunity. I mean, it's it's really too bad because it would have been a particular Cinderella story, of course, with Swans having been not only relegated last year, but seeing their arch Welsh rivals Cardiff being promoted by the same token. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to feel for him. Um, it does. It, it just seems like another moment in which, gosh, what? This is this. I mean, we can't we can't start talking about the quadruple
0: yet, but but we kind of have. I mean, it's there. It's it's in the periphery. Yeah, definitely, and it would be uh, quite the accomplishment from City, of course, if they managed to do all that. Um, Yeah, they came roaring back in the second half, Bernardo Silva, and then on goal, and then Sergio Aguero scored in the 88th minute, so heartbreak there for Swansea, but they can definitely keep their heads up high on that one. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It was a shame. It was a real, real shame. Yeah, yeah, but,
1: but I mean, and, and I think that another reason that you have to be frustrated from a Swans perspective is that they have been all but eliminated from even the possibility of promotion for next
0: year too. So, again, just you know, our hearts go out to you because that that's that's real rough. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's hard to bounce straight back up. It is. Uh, we've seen many teams try very very hard to get right back up and then they just plummet even further down Uh, because you do have sort of a parachute payment and all that first year but yeah um, but it's still not
1: a big enough parachute for the difference in and i don't even necessarily want to say difference in quality i mean of course there is because the premier league is the most competitive league in the world so yeah there's a difference in quality sure but it's even more just a difference in like club strategy management, right? Because a club that is trying to stay in the Premier League has a very different strategy and a very different set of options in front of them than a club that is trying to maintain in the championship and then push for promotion. And just the you know, the kind of players you're looking for and the stage they are in their careers is totally different, right? You know, the like the signing of a player um like Sherla or Mitrovic, right? That you want to keep you in the Premier League. Granted, Fulham are not going to stay in the Premier League, but those kind of players are on the table if you are a club that will be battling to stay in the best league in the world, but they are absolutely not on the table in the same way if you're fighting for promotion into that league. So, yeah, I, mean, I think you're totally right. It's just that's one of the main kind of structural impediments to doing that bounce right back up the next season.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Swansea did a good job. They uh, they took uh, Graham Potter over from soon you know, by all accounts a very talented manager, and he's sort of, you know, revamping the whole team there. So uh, we'll see. I don't think it's going to take too long before we see Swansea back in the Premier League. Over to the other side of Manchester and United, like we said, lost two to one against Wolves. Uh, probably one of their Horror games under uh, Ulogun Asoljar. I think he came out and said that himself. That this was their poorest effort since he took over. Um, Yeah, it's the first slump. That's for sure. Um, Yeah, they had a tough, tough time creating chances. Only two shots on target, despite having sixty-two percent of the possession. Um, You know, and like we said, you can't win every game, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But this not. was definitely I mean,
0: this was definitely their best shot at some silverware.
1: But this doesn't, yes, of course. But this doesn't still, by any means, uh, change your opinion of you know keeping the manager in place for next season. Oh does no, it?
0: no, not at all, not at yeah, all. I, I mean, that that's been the thing too. That after this, you saw a lot of trolls coming out on uh, social media, like, oh, Ula" He's a bust. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just the the way that trolls be is that yep. they come out from under their bridges when they see an opportunity to anger others.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I still, the transformation of this team under their new Norwegian coach is uh, nothing but astonishing, really. And uh, Mourinho should just be quiet. He should really, really just yeah. learn to be quiet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 'Cause he's not impressed when blah blah blah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you know, he's he just seems to be a very petty man. Uh what do you mean seems?
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty well it's it is very much in the public record, Jose
0: Mourinho's pettiness. Yep. Okay, the other games, Watford, Crystal Palace, good win for Watford there. Um, And, I mean, really, this is – it's going to take something else for one of these teams to to take on Man City. I mean, it was a very cool thing that Brighton went through, although Millwall would have been cool in its own way. Yeah, um, I would have loved to have seen but Brighton, Millwall. Yeah, but Brighton now taking on Man City in the semifinals, whereas Watford and Wolves go up in the second one. Maybe wolves can pull it out in the final I because I, I would hold wolves as the favorites of Watford uh, yeah personally
1: although I mean Watford have have shown that they can beat you know uh, a lot of teams against whom they are favorite. I would still pick wolves over them uh, but yeah, I mean it's it'll be interesting because obviously the you know the overwhelming favorites in uh, the semifinal will be city, but. It's kind of nice to, again, no offense to United supporters out there, yourself included, but it's it's nice to know that there's going to be there's going to be a clear underdog and a possibility of a real Cinderella story. And now, you know, I say real Cinderella story. Of course, it's not quite the same. They're both mid-table Premier League sides. Oh, hey. (laughs) Uh, So,
0: huh?
1: Thing is, a Wolves fan, come on. <laughs> there we go.
0: That's my. Uh, but,
1: I mean, it's it's still nice to see. Uh, to, it's nice that there'll be a clear underdog. Granted, it's not. It won't be quite the same as if a lower division club like Millwall had been in it. and That's a real Cinderella story. But you know, it's still maybe a, a semi Cinderella if either Wolves or Watford were to beat City in the final. But you know, who knows? And, Putting carts in front of horses here. The gulls could do it to the champions. Obviously, we don't expect that, but you never know.
0: Yeah. No, and I mean, Wolves being a newcomer too, that would, although we've said it many times before, they're not like other newcomers, but it would definitely be a wonderful end to cap off their first season in the top flight with an FA Cup win, that's for sure. So we'll see how things shake out there. Let's move over to the league and uh, we got ourselves uh, quite the race at the top. Liverpool are back in front after uh, beating Fulham 2-1. So they're sitting at the top, 76 points. They do have one more game played than Manchester City, as this yeah. sort of messes with the schedule a bit, having the FA Cup. Although started. they got, uh, they certainly had their nerves rattled at Craven Cottage this weekend. Yeah, I mean, what do you make of that game? Only a 2-1 two, two, win. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it's...
1: Fulham fans will be really frustrated by it, obviously. Uh, but it's hard for... It's hard to look at... It's hard to look at the match recap or, you know, the tail of the tape and say that, well, all right, Liverpool had twice as many shots and three times as many on target. Did, did they deserve to win. Uh I mean, I'd say so. You know, I saw a lot of Speaking the Trolls coming out um, arguing that uh, the, the penalty that they were awarded in the 80th minute was a dive. I don't, I don't buy that for even half a second. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was – was it a little soft? Sure, but he got pulled back by the goalkeeper in the box
0: from, you know, t- chasing a rebound. For me, it's a penalty every time. Yes, Sadio Mane with the uh gave Liverpool the lead in 26th minute, Ryan Bobble tied things up 74th and then like you said James Milner put home the penalty. Man, all he does is score on penalties.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of his it's kind of his move.
0: Yep. Um, I, and I again I
1: saw somebody you know, the among the trolls making the claim that Next season, with the introduction of VAR, then Liverpool will probably only finish sixth or seventh, (laughs) which is just laughable. Uh, Because I think this, and although you know, uh, in we saw in Paris that VAR penalties can still be debatable, but
0: I I just don't think that there's any way that that penalty is not given, even with VAR. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Uh, We should say that poor Huddersfield lost again. 4-3 Four three against West Ham, with the winning God. goal coming in well, stoppage time. Yeah, what a game that was too. Um, yeah, I mean that they was... were they were up three to one with fifteen minutes to play.
1: Yeah, but I mean you got to you've really got to give West Ham credit in this, and I think that the the two Javier Hernandez goals were almost they were both textbook headers but almost as different as they could possibly be right you know scoring the diving header for the first and then that kind of half pirouette flick on you know and knowing exactly where the goal is and to rotate your body just enough to lift it into the net I mean it was they're they're both classic goals and say what you want about Chicharito I mean he's never going to be the world beater that all the fans of El Tree hoped he would when he went to Old Trafford but he is a clutch player and he gets you those late goals and he got his side three points.
0: Yeah. No, I, I bet it stings for Huddersfield. This, this were their highest scoring game of the season, putting three balls in, the net. Well, and you know, the,
1: which also uh, says
0: quite a lot of their struggles. Well, oh, yeah. But I mean, they're, they're playing, they're
1: playing for pride at this point. Yeah. And so, yeah, that also makes it a little, perhaps a little harder to swallow on that level. Um, However, the one, I mean, the big question that I have moving forward, uh, as we've been speaking earlier about the challenges of buoying back up from the championship after relegation, and let's face it, Huddersfield are going back down, um, their signing of Carlin Grant, because he has looked really excellent. Mm -hmm. And although he did miss one chance in this game that I'm sure he will be ruining, uh, since signing from Charlton, he's he's continued his scoring form in the Premier League. And the big question, from my point of view, for Huddersfield is, are they going to be able to hold on to him? And if so, I mean, is he going to be able to be enough to develop in the championship to buoy them back up? Because I think he's talented enough to stay in the Premier League, but, you know, it's it can be tricky and... and from his point of view, I mean, he's—I think he's 21 um, at this point in his career. You know, being uh, establishing himself as the first name on the team sheet for Huddersfield, which he—I think he's close to already doing, especially given the fact that they're going to lose players in the summer after relegation. You know, maybe it's actually best for him to try to light the world on fire in the championship, uh, as opposed to staying up. But again, of course playing in the best league in the world is a huge uh, carrot for any player. So uh, I think he's he's really impressed me by the way in which he's made the leap uh, up from League One all the way to the Premier League, and now I'm wondering if he's going to try to stay or if rather he's going to work on establishing himself and getting all of the first team football in the championship next season. But he's... Despite the frustration from Huddersfield supporters, understandably so, he's at least a small silver lining that I think they have to focus on down the stretch of the season.
0: Yeah, you never know how contracts are structured and stuff too. Sometimes players do have different clauses if they do get relegated and stuff like that. I'm not sure that he would have that in this case, being so young. But well, and you know, being a mid-season transfer as yeah, well. Exactly. So uh, we'll see that. But Huddersfield, yeah. Dead last, fourteen points, or not dead last because Fulham only has seventeen points. I mean, that's the biggest disappointment of the season so far, isn't it? I know. Oh, that, I know yeah, that the they're con- a newcomer. The I know the that cottagers. they're a newcomer, and it's always tough to stay up. But you, with the signings they made and everything, I I expected them to stay up.
1: Yeah, I mean their their Premier League pedigree is greater than the other promoted teams. I would argue, and I think that. Their, their side was already strong, and the additions of Shurla Mitrovic, I mean, I you know, go back into the archives, listen to me say, I thought it was going to be enough for them to stay up. Uh, I'm see, sad to see the cottagers go back down, but, uh, you know, you can't, one thing you at least cannot blame, and then one of the most frustrating things as a football supporter, unless, you know, you're supporting... Real Madrid or Barcelona or, dare I say, Manchester United, you know, the deepest pocketed teams is to see the the financial side of the club, the ownership side of the club, refuse to invest in the squad, and you, you can't accuse them of that, so, you know, they swung for the fences, they didn't make it, but, uh, you know, at, at least at least they gave a
0: good, solid investment in the team in order to make the attempt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, elsewhere we saw Leicester. They uh, took a a 2-1 win over Burnley, which gives Cardiff a good chance here now. Cardiff sitting right underneath the relegation line with 28 points. Uh, Burnley has 30, but now Cardiff has a game in hand on Burnley. Well, and, you know, we were talking about heartbreak for Huddersfield and but.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly heartbreaking for them. That's uh, inarguable, but that was heartbreak for the pride they were playing for, whereas this really is frustrating from a Burnley perspective. I mean, playing at home against 10 men for 86 minutes? Because Harry Maguire was sent off in just the fourth minute of this match. So, and then not only that, but to go down, equalize, regroup, you come into the second half and say, all right, We've got a man advantage, we're on even terms, let's push forward and win this, and then fail to do so, and then concede the winner in the 90th minute. This is real, real heartbreak that is not only heartbreaking, but seriously dangerous for their goal of staying in the Premier League next season.
0: Yeah. And definitely a good night for Wes Morgan, who was came in after McGuire got sent off. They, he came in in place of demari Gray. Then scored the winner in the ninetieth. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's
1: not exactly the, uh, <laughs> it's maybe not the scenario you dream up as a kid because usually the scenarios you dream up are scoring a triple hat trick at Wembley and winning ten to one against your <laughs> arch rivals or something. But uh, yeah, coming on the pitch to help. Stung me the bleeding, having gone down, and then to score the winner. Uh, it's, it's a dream scenario. And I think West Morgan's a player that we have all come to know and respect in the Premier League. He's certainly someone I have a lot of respect for.
0: Oh, absolutely. Seems like a pretty solid dude. Uh, last result that we should talk about, while well, we can say the Bournemouth and Newcastle played a 2 2 draw, but I'm um, a little bit more interested in talking Everton to Chelsea nothing. That was yeah, boy, a dream result for both Manchester United and Arsenal. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I think that it's it, it, you cannot
1: count, you absolutely cannot count them out of the top four race yet. But it certainly is the dream scenario for both of those clubs. Uh, I mean, now that United have a point uh, advantage on Chelsea, and of course Arsenal with um,
0: three over. Uh three over three over Chelsea, two over United. Yes, exactly. And then only yeah. one point behind Spurs. Which is I mean that God, that gap was ten points
1: just you know,
0: end of last month. It's hard to believe. Yeah, Spurs horrible form, three losses and a draw in their last four games.
1: Yeah, one point from four is not exactly championship form, but hey, oh, and they're when, uh, they're finally going to play in their own stadium next month. So, and I mean, really,
0: really, one point when two of the teams you play against are Burnley and Southampton.
1: Well, and you know they're they're a quality side. Nobody's arguing that they don't have a lot of talent in their squad. Yeah, but, but they will it. still they will still be underdogs yeah. next weekend when they travel to Anfield. You know, and that, I mean, that's a game that obviously Liverpool has everything to play for. So it very well could be one point through five by the time we enter April, and by the time they
0: enter their new stadium. Yeah, that's true. They will play their first home game at their new stadium. Uh, so good for them in April. But yeah, it's a t- it's been a tough month really for Spurs fans. Um, We'll see how the team can regroup here during the international break. Like you said, their next league game is Sunday the 31st on the road against Liverpool. And that's definitely not a, uh, a place you want to go right now, seeing what good form Liverpool are in.
1: Yeah, certainly not. Uh, I mean, granted, they had to ride their luck a bit to win at Craven Cottage, which is uh, you know, not exactly the towering trip to the new white Hart lane that crystal palace will face on april 3rd however you still you know you, you still have to favor liverpool in this match um i i would say i would say i would have favored liverpool at this match at the beginning of the season and certainly on form um despite their struggles at the cottage that have to be favorites in this match
0: yeah so we take a look at the bigger you know sort of picture here right now, City, the most informed team, five wins in the last five, then you got Arsenal with four wins in their last five, and then you got Liverpool with three wins, two draws, and then United with three wins, a loss, and a draw. So uh, some form of consistency towards the top there at least. Uh, Spurs are an outlier getting into this very untimely slump. Yeah, but uh, dare
1: I say, very spursy slump. Um, we'll see. I mean, I I say that, and you know, I'm twisting the knife just a little bit. But that said, yeah, but I of course, I we'll mean, be cheering for Arsenal to overtake them. But I still, ex- I still expect Tottenham to right
0: the ship enough at the end of the season to finish in third. Yeah, I mean, do you rather have this slump? I mean, it would be even more you know, salt in the wound if this would have been your last four games of the season. Yeah, and I think that they, I mean, look,
1: they're playing Manchester City, so it's it's going to be tough, but they're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, you know, and for all the knife twisting I can do from an Arsenal perspective, that's all the Spurs fans have to say, like, we're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, What what European competition are you again in? Right, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it could it could still end up being a fairy tale season for them. I would be very surprised if they made it to the Champions League final, but you can't count it out. Uh, and you know, um, granted, going up to the Etihad from London is not exactly the uh, luxurious European away day of going down to Portugal or Barcelona or even Amsterdam for that matter. But you know, take what you can get.
0: No, def- definitely. Premier League's strong showing there in the Champions League. Four teams in the quarterfinal. Like you said, Spurs will take on Man City. Liverpool goes up against Porto. Manchester United play Barcelona. And then we got Ajax against Juventus in the fourth one. So, Yeah,
1: I think that this draw is... Uh, I mean, my, my expectation is that there will be two teams left in... Uh, the, the semifinals, namely City and Liverpool, but you never know. I mean, obviously, very few people, myself included, gave United much chance against PSG. I've already wasted enough breath talking about what I thought about that penalty, but you know, nonetheless, still a good effort to United over the course of that entire game. State you, say you, give,
0: you give them even less of a chance against Barcelona, especially with now Lionel Messi being on fire.
1: He is in insane form. Yes. I mean, I
0: saw he has something
1: crazy, like sixty combined goals and assists this season. Yeah. It's it's Enjoy the
0: people because not he's not going to be around forever. Enjoy, his yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I was saying
1: this to a friend of mine the other day, who's also an Arsenal supporter, that uh, of course, part of me is, you know, I, I I don't want the likes of Lionel Messi scoring twice a year against Arsenal. And you know, I've seen I've seen him dismantle the Gunners enough already, just in international play. Uh, but I am kind of sad just to not be able to see him playing in the Premier League week in, week out. Uh, because I also, of course, have no illusions that you know the only teams that can afford talents like that are United and these days City and Chelsea with their oil investments. Uh, but it's, but it's you know he's he is a inarguably the talent of a generation. I think. Um, and arguably the greatest of all time. I mean, I, there's there's some there's still some room down the stretch for Ronaldo to make his case. Uh, just because I th- I think I could be wrong, but I think that Ronaldo may end up uh, just based on his body type and playing style being able to play at the highest level a little longer than Messi. Mm-hmm. But you know, that said, this is one of Gre- Messi's greatest seasons of all time. So. Um yeah, enjoy it while you can. Of course, we expect a drop-off, but, uh, you know, certainly wasn't this year. And I would be surprised if he, you know, turned out anything less than a paltry 40 goals and assists next season, even if he does have a, quote-unquote, precipitous drop-off based on this absolutely stellar campaign.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And it's always hard to sort of pit players from different eras against each other, but I definitely, I feel like it's a given that he should be in the conversation of greatest of all time. He's definitely, together with Ronaldo, the best player of our generation. Um, so it, it's just a treat to actually be able to watch it because it's it's always tough when people talk about yeah Pele, you know yeah, yeah. I mean, and stuff I mean, like that. I mean, I've seen the tail end of Maradona, but at the same time, I never saw Maradona in his prime except for old tapes now and highlights really yeah yeah
1: and it's the the game is totally different um but it's i feel though that those comparisons it's really hard to go backwards and not say uh it's it and not say that well if anything the game's gotten faster it's gotten more competitive, and so it's it's really difficult for me to entertain comparisons that say, oh, well, he's never going to be as good as so-and-so. Like, well, obviously it's impossible to draw the comparisons in the last analysis, but I would argue that, no, in fact, it's only gotten more difficult to be as dominant as Messi is, not less. And I think the other thing is that you compare him, you know, yeah, okay, well, let's – Let's well, not, if it's apples to oranges in different eras, that's fine. Let's compare him to the other apples of the current era. You know, the combined goals and assists of 60 at this point, right, in mid-March, I guess mid-late March, you know, the, the next closest is Mbappe with 45. And after that, Ronaldo 36, Sterling 35. Um, I mean, it's it's no comparison. He, he has 15 more than the next closest talent, who is... You know, I mean, talk about losing a step. Mbappe certainly hasn't. He's only entering into his prime. Yeah. So, I I think that measure him against his peers. If you can't measure him against history and against his peers, he's still excelling on a level that is, I would argue, unparalleled.
0: Absolutely true. Yeah, it will be, uh, be interesting to see too if he does just play out his career in Barcelona or if he will take a year or two. In a foreign market,
1: yeah. I mean, these days it's almost it's it's sad because I, I think that the idea of retiring as a you know a quote unquote one club man we are, we don't really see that anymore. No. But you know, I mean, and of course he would not technically you know be that having gotten his start in Argentina, but he still came through La Masia. So I would love I would love to see Lionel Messi retire. At Barcelona, and I tell you what, I think that he will. It's just whether or not he, you know, goes to uh, MLS for two or three years, collects a huge paycheck, and then has a one-day contract back at Camp Nou before he retires. Uh, I mean, it's I I cannot imagine. On the one hand, I can't imagine Lionel Messi playing for anyone else in the world. But on the other, you know, let's say for Years from now, it's going to be equally hard to see him performing at this level at the age of 35. Um, and then it's also impossible to imagine a Lionel Messi who's mostly warming the bench in Barcelona.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, that that's sort of the problem sometimes you get with these iconic players. That, you know, you get to a certain point in your career, you get up there in age, and you're just not capable of doing week in, week out. You know, that's sort of how it is. Okay, we're going to wrap things up here because I need to attend to my child. <laughs> um, you can all follow, always follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Kelly Elliot is Keats was better. Again, give one Yank one Sweet a follow as well. We'll talk to you again soon. Until huh? then, have a good one. Bye-bye.